There are some people still in Jerusalem, but uh, the people of God have been in captivity so long that they feel like God has abandoned them. They feel like God has forsaken them. They are told to sing. They are told that God has had compassion on his people, but they don't feel uh, like shouting. They don't feel like rejoicing. When they look around them, there is nothing to sing about. But when they look at their circumstances, there's uh, nothing really to get excited and happy about. There's nothing to shout about. Due to the devastation in the land, there is discouragement, there is depression. The people of God know an important fact from history, and that is once a people are displaced from their land, those people never return back to their land. And so they feel as if God is far away. Uh, he's not concerned about them. He has abandoned them and forsaken them. Zion is personified and Zion says the Lord has forsaken me and the Lord has forgotten me. And this is a significant accusation against God when Zion says the Lord has forsaken me and the Lord has forgotten me. Uh, it is speaking of the covenant name of God, Yahweh, uh, that appears in our Bible as all caps, the word Lord. And so they are saying that God has broken his covenant promise. God made a promise to his people in Deuteronomy 31 verse number six that he would not leave them nor forsake them. He makes this promise again in Joshua chapter one verse number 20, verse number five, and in both cases, God uses his covenant name to make this promise with his people. And so they are saying, God, you violated your covenant. You told us that you would not leave us nor forsake us, but you have abandoned us. And, and the irony of this is that the reason that Israel is in Babylonian captivity it's not because God had forsaken them, but they had forsaken God. Uh, see, God was true to his covenant promise, but time and time again in Scripture, uh, we are told that the people of God forsook the Lord. Judges 2.13, they forsook the Lord. 1 Samuel 12.10, the people of God forsook the Lord. 2 Kings chapter 17, verse number 16, 2 Chronicles 24 and 20, the people of God forsook the Lord. The problem was not that God broke up with Israel. The problem was that Israel broke up with God. Uh, you, you ever date someone and they break up with you? Uh, I know we don't like to admit we, someone broke up with us, right? Uh, but, but you date someone and they break up with you and then they call you saying, uh, what you doing? I hadn't heard from you lately. Uh, I still wanted to be friends after we, after we broke up. Didn't you say I'd always be your friend? And, and, but you haven't called me. And the person is like, well, you broke up with me. So I figured that uh, since... Uh, 
I wasn't good enough to be with in your mind. I wasn't good enough to talk to. So what really do we have to talk about? I'm not the one who broke up with you. You broke up with me. Uh, and, and that's what Israel did to God. God is basically saying, Israel, uh, I never broke up with you. I didn't abandon you. I did not leave you. I did not forsake you. But uh, in, in reality, you broke up with me. The reason why you are lonely is because you made the decision to leave me. They, they're in this place because now their false gods can't do anything for them. Now the idols that they have turned to are powerless to help them. And that happens in our lives sometimes. There, there are times when uh, the false gods that we have, the false gods of our education, the false gods of our job, the false gods of our money, the false job of our personality and our looks, we, we bow down to these things and we rely on these things to get us through life. But there are moments when those things cannot help us. The false gods that we turn to have no power, and it's in those moments where we feel forsaken and abandoned by God. Uh, God hadn't forgotten them. They had forgotten God, and some of us feel like Israel. We feel like there's no reason to sing, no reason to praise. There, why should I pray? It seems like God is not listening to me. We feel forsaken, we feel abandoned, we feel forgotten. And articulating how you feel is one of the first steps to overcoming how you feel. Uh, as long as we attempt to deny how we feel or suppress how we feel, we will never be able to overcome how we feel. As long as we paint these fake smiles on our face, as long as we act like everything is okay, as long as we have our church look on whenever we come before the people of God and into uh, this building, we will never be able to conquer our loneliness. We must get to the point where we honestly express our loneliness. Yes, as a Christian, I feel lonely. Yes, as a Christian, sometimes I feel abandoned. We honestly express that. It's amazing to me how many times in the Psalms, David is just open and transparent with God, sharing with God how he feels. If you want to be able uh, to overcome how you feel, you, you need to express, honestly express how how you feel. When, when is it that we, we feel abandoned? There are some times uh, when we tend to feel abandoned. One is when uh, the people that we want to be there for us are not there. When we feel like we need people and they are not there, we feel lonely and abandoned. Uh, when our condition is worse than we expected, uh, we we feel lonely. Uh, when uh, your ache and pain turns into stage four cancer, uh, you feel lonely and abandoned. When uh, your condition is not only worse than you expected, but when your condition 
lasts longer than you expected, when you expect it to only be out of a job for a couple of months, but it's been almost a year now. Uh, you feel lonely, you feel forsaken, you feel abandoned, and when our prayers seem to go unanswered, we feel abandoned. And it's in these times when we should honestly express our loneliness. However, this is only the first step in overcoming loneliness. Secondly, we must hopefully embrace God's love. Hopefully embrace God's love. Isaiah 49, beginning at verse number 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, but I will not forget. Behold, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Your builders hurry. Your destroyers and devastators will depart from you. Lift up your eyes and look around. All of them gather together. They come to you. As I live, declares the Lord, you will surely put on all of them as jewels and bind them on as a bride. God responds to Zion's accusation with compassion. And in these times when we feel abandoned, when we feel forsaken by God, God gives us his compassion instead of condemnation and rebuke. God could have said to Israel, how dare you think I've left you. But that's not God's response. God responds with compassion. Uh, see, God is secure enough in who he is to let us vent about how we feel and let us share our misguided expressions and our misunderstandings about who he is. And he's also loving enough to correct our misunderstandings about him. He knows that we are fragile and that sometimes we get beside ourselves. So God gives us the grace to be able to come back to ourselves. There are times when our perception is different from God's reality. How we feel can be dramatically different from how God actually is. What we think about God can differ from the very nature and character of God. And when we vent to God about how he feel, how we feel, God responds by reminding us of who he is. When we say, the Lord has forsaken and forgotten. God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, this promise that God will not abandon us is reaffirmed in Hebrews chapter 13, verse number five. So even though we may feel lonely, we should know that we are never alone. Uh, when you feel like the Lord has left you, he responds by saying, I love you more than a mother loves her child. Uh, the Lord poses two rhetorical questions. Uh, can a nursing mother uh, forget? Uh, the answer is no, because uh, women who have nursed will 
uh, tell you that your body reminds you that you are a nursing mother. And so it's not really possible for a nursing mother to forget her child. Can, can, a, can a mother not have compassion for her child? The, the uh, logical answer is no, that's not really the case. Mothers will uh, ride with their children all the way to the end long after fathers have washed our hands and said, I'm done with that knucklehead. Mothers will still be there. But God says, even if you were able to find a mother who would abandon her children, even if you were able to find a mother who does not have compassion for her child, that's not me. God says, even if that were the case, I want you to know I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. It is impossible for me to forget you because I have you inscribed on my hands. Uh, think about that. God has you inscribed on his hands. God reassures his people that he has not forgotten them. He has not forsaken them. God has a permanent reminder of them on his hands. It's interesting that God places this reminder in the very place that God tells his people to place the reminder of his covenant promise with them. Deuteronomy eleven eighteen, the Bible says, imprint these words of mine on your hearts and minds. Bind them as a sign on your hands and let them be a symbol on your forehead. God says to Zion, you may feel lonely, you may feel alone, you may feel abandoned, but soon you will be restored. God tells us also what to do when we feel lonely. He says, look up, lift up your eyes and look around. In our loneliness, sometimes we are looking down at our situation, we're looking down at our feelings and depression, we're overwhelmed by the emotion, we are down, looking down at our circumstances, but God says, look up and look around, and when you look up and look around, you'll see that I'm moving in your life. When you look up and look around, you'll see that there are people surrounding you who love you. There are ministry opportunities for you to serve. When you look up and look around, you will see that I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God cannot forget you. He is faithful to his covenant promise. I want you to notice what God says he has inscribed on his hands. God says, not that I have your name. God says, I have you inscribed on my hands. What God has inscribed on his hands is not words, but it's a picture. And the picture that God has inscribed here is a picture of Zion, but it's not Zion in its present form, because in its present form, its walls are broken and it is in ruins. But the picture that God has inscribed on his hands is future Zion, where the walls are rebuilt. See, how you see you is different from God, how God sees you. 
You see your pain. You see your hurt. You see your past mistakes. You see your burdens. You see your baggage. You see all your bruises. You see your failures. But that's not how God sees you. God looks in his hand, and he has a picture of you. But the picture in his hand is not of the present you. It's of the future you. And your future is in God's hands. You see your pain, but God sees you overcoming that pain. You see your past, but God sees you conquering the ghosts of your past. You see your circumstances. You see your present reality, but God sees the restored you. God sees the renewed you. God sees the whole you. God sees the future that he has for you. He has plans for your welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. When God looks at his hand, he does not see you right now. He sees the you that you will be, and he's the one who inscribes the picture on his hand. And because he's the one who inscribed the picture, then what God does is God obligates himself to make sure that your reality looks like his rendering. Your reality will look like God's rendering. You may be lonely, but you're never alone. And so because your reality will look like God's rendering, you can shout for joy. You can break forth in praise. You can sing to the Lord because God obligates himself to make sure that your future looks like the picture he has in his hand. And if you want a future with the Lord, become his child. Faith in Jesus Christ, believing Jesus to be the Son of God. Repent of your sins. Confess Jesus as Lord. Be baptized in water for the forgiveness of your sins. You become a Christian, a child of God, a part of the body of Christ. If you want to be saved. We ask that you respond. Uh, the uh, shepherds of this congregation will be stationed around uh, the auditorium, and if you have a prayer need, you can speak to one of the shepherds. If you want to respond to the gospel, we encourage you to come forward right now. Let us stand. Let us sing.